When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the latest edition of the Sick Podcast with Jeff Vogel. I'm John Vogel, your host, and Justin Gamble, Mark Jarvis in the wings, getting ready to get set for this. Uh, I hope you all had a great holiday year season. I know that we did. I think we did anyways. Actually, we should probably ask the guys when they get out here. Uh, but first, Shane, back there in the studio, as you usually are, let's get this thing underway. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Draft Vogel. With the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The first pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. With the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The sickest NFL Draft show. It's going to be sick. And, of course, the sickest podcast network on the planet is brought to you by DraftKings. College football fans, many of you are listening. The championship is here. The DraftKings Sportsbook is making sure that you can throw down on the epic showdown and a shot for a shot at big bucks. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on the championship game. See that? It's really exciting. Download the app now and use the code SICKSPORTS. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on college football. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code Six Sports. The crown is yours. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and bring the guys in here: Mark Jarvis, Justin Gamble, co-hosts of the Sick Podcast. Here, gentlemen, how was the holiday season? It was nice, bro. It was very nice, minus the little unfortunate mental setback. It was really good. I had fun. Yeah, and I'm so, glad to see the beard on you, buddy. By the way. Oh yeah, no. Oh, it was the I, first thing I noticed when I hopped in here. Yeah. I, I I didn't have to shave okay. this month, guys. I didn't have to shave. We had family day with the, with the National Guard. This will be gone uh, sometime mid month. Dang. But yeah, and uh, Gam, the mustache looking great as always. Jarvis, you, you looks like you trimmed up some stuff here. Actually, no, I need really? to. Really? But no, I haven't touched it. Just the shadowing, yeah. I guess just it the is shadowing. shadowing. Yeah. I just usually look good tonight, I guess. Yeah. You shampooing? Is that what happened? You started shampooing <laughs> it. When it gets long enough, like, do you have to do that? Like, I oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It gets too wiry if I let it grow. This I'm right at the stage where it's about to get beyond controllable. So. And Justin, um, we're gonna try to keep this relatively easy. Um, yeah. After after your hockey championship, congratulations, congratulations, won the hockey championship. There you go. Oh, New Year's Eve tournament. Yeah, I did suffer a little concussion during it, so I'm a little slow today. Not that we'll that's to... like, you know, <laughs> doesn't change much, but I can I, I can feel it. You know what's funny is I actually suffered a concussion playing football before I deployed. We were literally like getting ready to deploy. We we're in Texas, and I was running a slant route across the middle, and there's another guy. We were like running double slants, you know, to get a pick. And I guess I ended up being the pick guy because I went straight into somebody's shoulder. That was fun. And uh, guess what? We unit commander was like, "Yeah, no more football." Yeah, I was like, "Not a way to not a good good way to go into deployment." Damn it, (laughs) Jesus, man. 
The football nerd is the one that got football banned by the unit. That's just amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> Our so, country's finest out there concussed. <laughs> <laughs> Competing at the highest levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, guys, um, you know, it, we, we've had a little bit over a month. Well, a little less than a month, actually, since we last done an episode. I know, Gam, it's been a while since you've been with us because we, uh, we did the interview with John Morgan last yeah. time that we were here. Uh, that was a lot of fun. John was a great interview, did an awesome job getting into some of the nitty gritty details of playing edge rusher. I know Jarvis, you were thrilled with that. I know that you enjoyed that one a lot. I enjoyed it a lot too, but today we're going to go ahead and get started with an update basically on, you know, some of the different, uh, all-star games that are going on around the circuit. There's a bit, there's a, uh, some, a new quarterback. I don't think we've really discussed that's entered into the discussion, kind of surprised everyone with a, um, with a, uh, a declaration for the draft and that be Cam Ward out of Washington state. So, I'm going to start this thing off, guys. Have you guys looked at him yet? Have you looked at Cam Ward, giving him, you know, any attention? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about him on the podcast a few times, actually. So um, we didn't go into a lot of detail because I think we were both saying we were thinking he was staying another year because he entered the transfer portal. Yeah, I think we thought he was going to stay. But I think like early on, we did a we did a, at least one episode where we kind of got a little into his what he could be and like how high he possibly could go. Because I remember we, you know, we discussed like he has the arm, the size, the natural athleticism, but uh, that Washington State system doesn't really do him any favors, and it just kind of leaves a lot to be interpreted if you're an evaluator looking for, you know, a guy that you can plug into your NFL offense. But the the physical tools are there. I think that's that's not the issue. It's just more going to be can you see can you can you really interpret or, or or project that washington state tape to the nfl and i think you know that's a few years away he's definitely a guy that we, you know we overuse the word raw but i think he's the epitome of the word raw in a lot of ways and jarvis you know i to, to bounce off of that well have you looked at him have you given him any thought yeah i watched uh, his 2022 tape uh wrote a report on him last year and then i also i've seen a little bit this year i didn't write a report but I've seen a little bit, so I feel like I've got a decent grasp on him. Okay, so with him, you know, I think raw is perfect. You know, he, he's a raw prospect. There's there's a lot there that he's still trying to figure out in his game. I, that's a great point. I think that Gam brings up about the offense. It's an air raid offense that they run at Washington State. You know, it's it, it, it's a lot of the same type of looks, same type of, um, you know, formations. And then you're running basically the same five, 10 plays over and yeah. over again. You might mix up where the wide receivers are lined up. You might, you know, run trips and run this concept out of trips and things like that, and then come back and do it from an even base set. But, you know, like it, talking about how high it could go, that's a really good question because first off this quarterback class, where does he kind of fit in Jarvis with like, you know, you got, you got Daniels up toward the top. And obviously May and Williams. And then when you start to get in that second tier, we're talking about, we're probably talking about Penix. We're probably talking about Bo Nix. We're probably talking about, you know, McCarthy. Michael Pratt. Yeah, well, that's if McCarthy declares. He might not if declare either. Yeah, yeah. True. You know, so. Even Rattler. Rattler's in that tier where you Rattler, could probably lump yeah. him in. With, Rattler. Yeah. Rattler's there. Hartman probably on the edge of that tier as well. So, like, where does he fit in with all these guys? I'll let Gam go first because the baby's erupting right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to mute himself. Dad life, dad life. Well, I think the cool thing about um, Ward is like, you know, we, we saw like, for instance, like a Trey Lance or uh, my brain's not working right now, but someone else recently. And we think we say, you know, they there's not a lot of throwing reps on their tape. 
like Trey Lance threw the ball like 313 times his whole career. That's not the issue with Cam Ward. I mean, each game he's throwing it 50, 60 times. So you get to see him get comfortable as a volume thrower, which is great. But it's just the type of throws he's being asked to make and like the type of reads. He's that Washington State offense is so static. It's like your typical just static drop back college offense. No real creativity. Like you said, they run five, six plays, maybe just like it was like Mason Rudolph coming out of Oklahoma State. They ran like three plays with like a few variations of the concepts in there. So yeah, he throws the ball a million times, but it's tough to say this will translate. So with him, it's gonna come down to like he, he's going to the Shrine Bowl, which is awesome. I think he's going to wow everyone that sees him in person, right? I mean, I could be wrong there, but you're going to look at this kid, say, 6'3", 215, has you know a whip of an arm, a natural playmaker, easy under pressure. Like there, it doesn't. Nothing is going to phase him, or nothing. There's not going to be a lot of red flags when you see him after the season. You, it's really just going to come down to the tape. But I think that's good for him. I think we've seen a lot of these guys go to the you know the All Star games and really raise their stock. And I think he's that guy because uh, comes that point where we all for, we all forget about the tape. You know, we're we're so enthralled with like what we've seen after the season is over. And I think he's that guy that's going to make a big. I, I think just personally, he's going to make a meteoric rise. I don't know if it's warranted. I don't know if it's going to work out. I just think this is a guy that we might see go. I don't know about end of round one, but we might see him in round two, and you know. These days, round two for a quarterback, I mean, that's almost – like it's it's just splitting hairs saying like – We're not sure about a fifth-year option is what it really yeah. says. That's really yeah, all it says. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, yeah, he's you're drafting him to be a starter. And I think he could be that guy that ends up in round two. And we all – you know, our jaws kind of drop on draft night on that Friday night. But it's like, well, you know, he's worth – you look at those tools and like teams are willing to risk it right now. Um, like look at Mahomes. We've talked about Mahomes in the past, and it's just like he didn't check a lot of boxes. His team sucked in college. It, he was in an offense that didn't translate, but look how high he went and look what he's become. And I think you know that whole run of pro style offense in college or else it's not gonna translate. That's not really a thing anymore. Jarvis. Yeah, I wouldn't completely write off the fact that he is coming from an, you know, an, an offense that is definitely more of the college style <laughs> offense, uh, where his decision making is a little bit more simplified. I think physical tools I really liked across the board, um, you know, got a really, really creative aspect to his game when he's scrambling and he's trying to evade pressure in the pocket, got a great arm ability to change angles is really impressive. I just wonder, I think it's going to be some teams are going to say, okay, we're fine with taking that risk and assuming we can translate his tools, kind of not knowing exactly uh, what he looks like in, in a more traditional uh, NFL offense. And some are going to say, eh, it's just not worth the risk. Um, I would say probably more in that, you know, third to fifth range. Um, I think there is a risk where he can dip onto the back end if teams come away not really happy with the interview. But um, it's still at this point, there's so much to be determined in terms of these quarterbacks as far as like how they process things and how teams feel about them in the interviews. Right. Yeah. yeah, And that's and the other thing, too, is he he came in this year, you know, and I I don't want to say like advanced scout. No, I'll just go ahead and say it. Advanced scout grades mean a l- very little, you know, because most most guys look at the the advanced scout and they go like, yeah, okay, they take out the entire report and leave the background and continue on. But he came in with you know seventh round high priority free agent grades on you know the advanced scout stuff. So I guess you could say already he's already starting to kind of rise, right? Because we're not really thinking he's a high priority free agent. 
seventh round guy. We're talking about him potentially going day two. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you guys talked about the physical tools. The tools are there. I don't think he's quite six three. Uh, I've got him. I don't know when the last time this measurement was. I, I, I got verified six zero one three two sixteen. So, okay, so I had he's... him. I had him right in that range six zero one two, but that's perfect. So six zero one three. Okay. Yeah. So he's not quite. He's not. He's not quite high, tall enough to be listed six two. But there, there was one thing that kind of kept coming back to me when I would watch him on tape, and what he reminds me of is like a taller version, maybe less athletic, less explosive, Colin Murray. Very similar okay. release, very similar movement with the way he can get it in and out of the pocket, the way that he manipulates it, the way that he kind of operates in general. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a, a taller, bigger version of Kyler Murray. Um, I can see the that. arm talent is there. He's mm-hmm. an electric athlete. And, yeah, I know that overall on the grand scheme of things, Washington State wasn't very competitive. He did have signature wins, though, too, if you think about it. Uh, that Wisconsin game at the beginning of the year, that was a big win. I think he beat Wisconsin twice, if I'm remembering correctly. Beat them back-to-back years, once at their place, once at Washington State. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I know they beat him this year. I'm pretty sure they beat him last year, too. Yeah, I know they got him this year. But the accuracy sometimes is so spotty, and it's like I I think now I'm starting to remember talking about him because you had made a good point on that previous episode, Justin. Yeah, we had talked about him. You talked about the accuracy, and you're like, I can't tell if he's just inaccurate (laughs) or if it's just because he's just out there just trying shit and seeing what sticks. Yeah. You know? So there, there is an aspect of to his game where we've seen on tape where he's almost he's the best guy on the field most of the times that he steps on there. But how do you get him into an NFL offense and how do you design that offense with him? Are you going to find yourself – if you want this guy to be your starter, are you going to find yourself in a situation where you're kind of you know, having to do what Luke Getze just did with just, Justin Fields all year you know, trying different shit every week and seeing like, okay, what is he going to stick? Is it going to work? You know, and credit. I'm, I just wanted to shout out Getsy there because he did an awesome job. They just, they won four of their last five. They beat Detroit. Yeah. You know, like they figured out something that's working for Justin Fields and he's starting to look like the superstar that we thought he could be. He's not quite there yet, but he's getting there. He's getting closer. So, you know, to me, my biggest question with, with Cam is just, you know, it's, it's not so much that I don't think he's going to go high or higher than a lot of people, you know, might be thinking right now. It's just how do, what what kind of an offense am I going to have to design for him? And how do I get that skill set to unlock and be and, you know, can he process everything that he's that he, I need him to? Those are all the questions. And I, I think at the Shrine Bowl, he's going to have an opportunity to answer those. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people, too, like and I, I brought this up in my own mind like a few weeks ago. And I was like, well, so I'm thinking like, all right, last year we saw Will Levis drop to the second round. We saw Anthony Richardson go, what, third third overall? Fourth. Fourth overall? Yeah. Yeah, to the Colts. So I'm like, okay, like that's the We already saw the NFL do something pretty crazy as far as an inexperienced guy who was on a bad SEC team as far as Anthony Richardson, but had all the athleticism and arm talent in the world. He went a full round ahead of basically Will Levis, who was like, you know, the – the tall white quarterback who played in the pro style. Like we've seen these like kind of stereotypes play out in the past, but last year it changed. The only thing I would counter my own point with is uh, Cam Ward is not Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson is like six four, two forty five or something. 
you know, and they used him as a runner and he still got hurt and he still struggled just trying to stay healthy last year. So I don't think you can really run him the way you want to run even Justin Fields or Richardson. He's going to have to be a passer. This is not a guy who you want. You want his mobility to be creative more so than like you're planning it. You're saying, you know, we're going to script you running. I don't think that's your, your, your blueprint for Cam Ward. But I do think the fact that he's thrown the ball you know, a trillion times at Washington State or whatever, that's great. It's just, again, like we talked about, can you ease him in slowly and make these throws that are now going to be into tighter windows, into t- tougher looks? Can you get him there in a way from this Washington State wide open crap? Because everything he's going to see now is going to be different. We know he's probably confident enough to do it, but can he do it successfully? So I, I think that's bringing up mobility constantly like we want to is a little silly at some point just because you can't script it you're not going to want to make that part of his game you're really going to have to get him to be the passer that he is could be maybe and probably wants to be but that's tough you know a lot of these guys we see coming to the nfl and they use their mobility for a long time to kind of ease their way in we've seen it with justin fields they tried to do it with richardson even kyler murray i don't think that's necessarily your best option with cam and another opinion. point to add to that, too, is how many teams are willing to take this type of a quarterback yet? Like, we know that number's growing, yeah. right? We know that people are starting to really kind of understand that this is a type of quarterback that you need. Uh, this it, it helps keep your offense moving, especially with, you know, defensive lines becoming so much deeper and rotating and putting more stress on offensive lines. So, but it, it, it's like, how how many teams are willing to make the switch to this type of a quarterback right now out of all the teams that are in the league. Cause it's not just like Cam Ward's the option. You got Caleb Williams, you yeah. got Jaden Daniels, Drake yeah. may can move really well. You know, uh, Michael Pratt can move pretty well too. So it, it's kind of like, yeah, he, he can do all these things, but we we've got, and that's not even talking about Rattler or Knicks or, you know, Penix. Possibly like McCarthy. We, yeah. Possibly. And, and McCarthy is, is another guy that can move like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he's going to be a guy that has that elite athletic ability that it's not even elite at this point because it's like now you have to be Lamar Jackson to be elite, you know? But <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. No, you're right, though. I mean, the team, the it, list of how many, teams is already yeah, small. How many teams? Yeah. And how many teams like, are going to be interested in, yeah. you know, taking this guy to potentially be the f- face of the franchise? How many openings are there? You know, when you start to look at teams that are going to need a quarterback, okay, Raiders, probably going to need a quarterback. Falcons, probably going to need a quarterback. Washington, probably going to need a quarterback. Patriots, probably going to need a quarterback. Okay, there's four. Who else? Who else? And then you start to look at some of these teams that, okay, maybe they're going to look to start to move on. People keep throwing Detroit around. Detroit just got one of these guys, you know? They drafted Hendon Hooker in the third round last year to essentially redshirt for a year. So they already they're already kind of leaning toward that switch. When, when you start to look at you know uh, okay Chargers they're not touching anything. You, when you start thinking about teams that are drafting up there, they're not doing anything. Eagles probably aren't doing anything. 49ers aren't doing anything. They're happy with Brock Purdy, like it or not, they're happy with him. The, you know maybe He's, the Bears move on, but that seems kind of it sound it seems like they're going to stick with Justin now. You I know I so see, yeah yeah when you it, it that was the reason that. It surprised me that Ward declared, you know, especially after spending two weeks in the transfer portal. Yeah, Yeah. because you could go into next year. I think if he had gone to like Ohio State, for example, 
we're talking about him being a Heisman favorite. You got all those receivers. You're that athletic type of quarterback that gets outside the pocket that Ohio State loves. And the reason that's the reason that really that Kyle McCord transferred to Syracuse this year. Yeah. But like you fit that Ohio State quarterback type so well, you're going to walk in there. You're going to be the Heisman favorite, you know, and now we're talking about you going into next year. We're comparing you not to Caleb Williams and Drake May and Jaden Daniels and all these other impenics and all these guys like that. We're not comparing you to them now. We're comparing you to Shader Sanders. Who else is in that class? Maybe he's even maybe McCarthy if he comes out. Carson Beck. Carson Beck. Now you're the athletic prototype. You know, so that's my question for you. Then, do you think to teams and scouts some of this stuff, like this this process, like what's happening right now with Cam Ward? Do you see some of these things as red flags? If you're a team, you know what I mean. Because he could have gone and, like you said, competed at a big time university. He could have. I don't, how do I put this without sounding? He chose the Shrine Bowl, which is okay. Go to the Shrine Bowl. He's he's just making choices, I guess, that I would say they're not ideal if you were advising him, maybe from an outsider's perspective. So do you think there's any red flags with him right now that he doesn't want to go compete, that he's choosing? So like I'm just I'm just asking, so you know, because these questions are gonna come out and I think fans are gonna ask him, and I'd rather talk Be to my boys and get some, yeah, <laughs> get, get some answers early on and think about this stuff. So to to me and Jarvis, you're gonna have to answer this question too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not thinking it's a red flag, not yet. You know, I I think the first thing that people need to figure out is okay. Well, who's advising him first? You know, um, I think we've seen over the years players get bad advice before, and I'm not saying he got bad advice. That's not what I'm trying to say here, but I th- I think that there were some. I definitely do. I do wonder about the decisions. I don't think he gets into the. It's not that he's picked the Shrine Bowl. I think that that's just a game that's available to him because look at who the Senior Bowl's got this year. Yeah, Senior Bowl's Joe checked. Milton, you know, Michael Pratt, Penix is supposedly gone. That's what Nagy said during the championship game on Twitter. Rattler's uh, Nix is there and Rattler's there. So there's a sixth quarterback spot that's open, and it kind of seems like they're holding it for Jaden Daniels. And so if Daniels doesn't go. It, it would make sense to me that Hartman is probably already lined up. Sam Hartman out of Notre Dame. He shouldn't. He's a 19th year senior. I don't know how he's. Every time we talk about him, man, I'm like, how how are we still? How is his name still Sam coming Hartman. out of? Yeah, how's his name still coming out of our mouths? But that would make sense to me. Is what I'm saying. Sam Hartman yeah. would yeah. make sense to be the sixth quarterback there. Do you and, think Pat has a chance to go above yeah. War? Okay. Yeah, I do too. I was just—he has a chance. I don't know if he does, but he has a yeah. chance because, you know, people have talked about with him. Pratt is the the thing that really gets him is I mean, that's going to help him is the interview process. He's a natural, yeah. old old school old school leader. So yeah. like, you know, locker room guy fits all those checks all those boxes can get into the you know, the little bits of stuff. Um, I don't know. I I just I don't think it's a red flag necessarily. I just would want to know who's advising him. That would yeah, be my like first question as a franchise. The behind it all. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so talk me through it. What happened? So I don't think it's necessarily that he's going to the Shrine Bowl because he's making a bad decision. I think that's just the game yeah. that's available to him. And I think as soon yeah. as he walks in the Shrine Bowl, regardless of who else they get at quarterback, right now it's Leary. Uh, I know I'm, I know I'm forgetting a couple. I'm blanking. Oh, Austin Reed, who will be on the show next week, by the way. Western mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Kentucky. Yeah, Western Kentucky. He's he's a good dude. He, you're gonna yeah. like him a lot. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, you know the there he's going to be the best quarterback as soon as he walks in there. Ward is, yeah. I think, at the Shrine Bowl, absolutely. And so that if the, if you're going to go to a game because you can't get in the senior and you're going to go to the Shrine, be the best quarterback, do mm-hmm. it, and go out there and just blow everybody out of the water and, t- and steal all the attention. Do that. So I don't think that's necessarily a bad decision. Um, you know, I just think that maybe that says a little bit about teams are less interested in him because they they're a little bit more satisfied with the tape and aren't as interested in seeing him in mobile you know as some of these other guys like milton who has a lot of question marks and pratt who has a lot of question marks and uh you know those guys and potentially hartman if he goes that makes sense justin i would ask in terms of like you said red flags what do you mean by red flags like is it a red flag that he didn't get he didn't get a big enough offer to warrant staying in school or like what what are you thinking there I'm not even thinking the red flags for me. I just think like these questions are going to come out. And I think I've already seen some people on Twitter like talking about like, you know, he should have gone back and played for a national championship. This shows he doesn't want to compete. He, you know, he didn't want and he didn't get enough money for, you know, a certain, you know, place. So instead of choosing two million to go to Ohio State or Florida State or something, he wanted more. So instead he just opted out. And, you know, or he declared and now he's in a stacked class like that's stupid. That's, you know, that's bad advice. I just think all these cliche things from people are going to pop out. So it's not like I think the red flags for me. I just think. Especially and I mean, here's the other thing, too, is a lot of, like a lot of teams. I'm like, I've talked with some young scouts who are really open minded to a lot of stuff, especially like the way things currently are. And I've talked to some old school scouts who are like, you know, the the most stereotypical old school scouts you've ever thought of in your life. And everything that is not ideal to them is the worst thing possible. You know what I mean? So it's like, if always oh, anyone who doesn't want to compete, anyone who opts out of the bowl games, like shame on them. That just shows a lack of competitive, you know, that type of stuff. So it's not like, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to say like, I think they're personal red flags, but I do think these questions are going to be, they're going to be, they're going to be coming out. And I think it's good just for me, especially in my current headspace, I want to know some things before I start talking about it. Cause I, sometimes I'm not, you know, the, maybe not the most informed, but it's just, I'd rather be more informed than the less right now. So. I think the questions I would have is what, what price was he getting, right? Like if he was right. wanting to go back and get a big NIL deal and go to a certain school, like what would have been sufficient? Was it Ohio state for 5 million? Was it Miami for 10? You know, like what, what was a reasonable number? Um, and then based on that, when you compare to what he's presumably getting in the NFL, because right. I don't, uh, we talked about him going shrine. I think that's a signal that he's probably not a first or second rounder. If he's a first or second rounder. I would imagine that he's probably going to get senior bowl. I think the scouts would really be pushing Jim to invite him over some of these other guys who maybe are a little bit more uh, limited. If you want to call Pratt that for instance. Yeah. But yeah. it just, I'm getting mixed signals, right? Because on the one hand, it's okay. If he's not going back for this guaranteed NIL money, um, I'm going to assume he's, he's getting a decent amount of that. You know, is why would he not do that if he's going to be, you know, maybe a fourth or fifth round pick and, you know, you're talking maybe in the 900, I don't know. How much is a, you know, fourth, fifth round make guaranteed? Is it in the 1 million range? 1.2 million guaranteed, something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I think over four years, it's right about a million a year. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's just, I'm, I'm getting very mixed signals as far as that, because I thought, you know, if he did come out he would presumably be a senior bowl guy. Um, I thought he'd get in maybe over like someone like Radler. Um, after watching Radler this year, I think Radler's improved. And I think 
it's just it's the depth of this class makes it hard for him to get up much higher. Um, I think I know you guys mentioned like Pratt versus him for an example. I think Pratt's got a much narrower range. Like if you told me where's Pratt gonna go, like I'd say yeah, maybe yeah. maybe late two is the earliest, and then probably at the latest is like late four, early five. Or you could say yeah, he gets up into the second or third. And I'm like okay, that makes sense if he has a really good process. But you could tell me he ends up falling all the way to PFA, you know, high end PFA, one of the top guys who signs, but. I could see that too if he has a bad process, and mm-hmm. I just think the range on him is a lot wider, and that's kind of why I'm just like, hmm, why would he, you know, pass up the nil money if it's a guaranteed thing? Yeah, no, that's, and that was kind of my yeah. my thoughts too. It, yeah, no, I don't know, I don't really have much to add to that, but I, Mark, I think Mark it's Thompson. it's kind of like you know we talked about Xavier Leggett right when he wasn't playing, and okay, why did why did he not play for the first four years of his career right? Like there's right. something going on that we don't we see that information kind of expressed through the actions of other people, but we don't necessarily have that, right? Like Ward's the same way right now. We see the information expressed of, okay, he didn't get an NIL deal that he wanted, or maybe he's getting more favorable projections from people that are telling him, Hey man, you're going to be an early round pick, but that's not reflected in necessarily getting shrine maybe over senior. It's just hard for us because we don't have that inside knowledge of what, what he's hearing and what different people think on him that, you know, you would need to know a more accurate representation of where he's going to go. Do you think he made a mistake by not declaring earlier? Because I feel like he kind of should have struck when the iron was hot. There was a time where he was kind of a big deal. And then I think everyone thought he was going back to school or he was going to transfer. So it's like, ah, put him on, you know, the back of our minds. Uh, Senior bowl fills up. Everyone's kind of moved on from him because they thought they should till next year. And now he's, you know, throwing his name back in there. And it's kind of everyone's like, ah, oh, you were an afterthought. Like we 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 kind of wrote you off for a little bit. That's how it feels to me. Just like from a purely like you know, what like day to day watching the hype each day. You know, like just kind of yeah. going with the fluid process. That's how it feels to me. It's like, dude, we had you were a big thing. Should have just come out. <laughs> Should have declared a while ago. Do you think that he would have got into the Senior Bowl over any of these other guys at quarterback I had he do. declared earlier? Who would he? Who would he jump? I think you might jump like a Milton, um, Joe Milton, because I can't imagine scouts are like, hey, go to the senior or go to the senior bowl, and you might get up, you know, first I, round. Like, I, there's no way. I think I think there is a little bit with Milton though, because he, he's got he's got the ungodly arm strength. Yeah, I know. Just like he's got an even wider range than than Ward does. He's he's. I mean, he, you could tell me he somehow still gets into the first. I'd be like, well, there's a chance, you know, like yeah. Um, so that's why I have a hard time with him over almost any of those guys. I mean, I would have said Radler before I watched Radler this year, but I thought Radler kind of submitted himself just a touch over Ward. Yeah. Um, but I, that was kind of when I built my senior bowl projections, I was like, I think those are the two guys they are kind of 50, 50 on. Do they go back to school? Do they come out? If they do, are they going to be in that? They're, they're more that second tier QB, right? Like Nick's Penix, if he ends up going and then Daniel's like first tier clear cut. And then you drop down to that Milton Pratt, you know, Radler territory. Um, yeah. I think, I think in the end, it's not going to matter too much. Like when he goes through the process, he's going to get a combine invite. You know, he's going to have opportunities in front of scouts at the Shrine Bowl. Like, I don't think it's like he's going to get lost in the shuffle necessarily. I think the decision to go back and explore options and see what he could make in college is fine. I think as far as like the, the hype right now might not be as high, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be something that long-term affects where he ends up going. I think that'll just be something that plays out throughout the rest of the process. I gotcha. I think yeah, my no, hot, I, my hot take to end this episode is I think I would draft Cam Ward before I draft Bo Nix. 
I don't understand the Knicks hype still. Is, that, is that a hot I take? I don't know. I feel like I keep seeing Knicks talked about in the first round, and I'm like, in what world? In in no world that I live in can I see that? But I know he's been pretty polarizing, so we'll see. I don't think I don't that's a, I don't think that's necessarily a hot take. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. <laughs> that's really you know, like that's the problem is all these quarterbacks are they're lumped together right now. They're in like this. It's just this big glob of <laughs> quarterbacks, and nobody's separated themselves yet. But that's why we have this process, I think, is to let them start to separate. You know, yeah. And that's what, well, and it's and it is funny because we 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 went through like talking about all the quarterbacks that are in that group. And never once did we mention Milton, but when we actually started to talk about Milton, we're like, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe actually, no. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I want to end this episode real quick with this. I want to show this off. Shane, you got this thing. Pull it up. My projection at the beginning of the year for the Senior Bowl quarterback list, Joe Milton. I, I also said Austin Reed. He's going to Shrine. Bo Nix, Michael Pratt, Sam Hartman. To be determined, it's Spencer Rattler. I'm four or six already, guys. I just wanted to. I just wanted to make my victory lap here. You see when this set, this tweet was sent? You see this? It's July third, twenty twenty three, baby. It's July third. <laughs> Photoshop. <laughs> it is not Photoshop. Go look this up. It is. It is. It's straight. definitely not Photoshopped. If it was, uh, you would not be including the other one in there. <laughs> that's fair that's fair anyways i just wanted to show that off because i was like four or six not july third not bad oh maybe one more five thing. or six one more maybe. thing i throw out here too gam you, you've yeah. seen those Jaden daniels odds man the what he's now he's now uh 10 to 1 on DraftKings to be the first quarterback picked oh is he really yeah oh, now six, number exciting. six on the consensus board you get nervous do i gotta offer I you a cash out opportunity i, I can't <laughs> wait no i'm riding the chaos i want the chaos bro <laughs> all right if guys. it gets to like late april i might be like hey man how about i just cut you a deal you give me 75 once he's locked in as the number i'm like you give me 75 i'll give you a little discount on it all right, guys. I tell you what, it, it happens. I'm going to show up at your door. I'm going to punch you square. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to drive all the way to Ohio. I'll be, I'll be so pissed, but you know, props. He's going to gonna rent a helicopter, fly his ass up there to March front lawn. Monitor. It'll be fun. <laughs> all right, guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we're going to be back at it here in just a couple of days. It's crazy. Just a couple of days, we'll be back with the next episode. This has been the Sick Podcast with Draft Vogel. Shane, let's get out of here. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Draft Vogel on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.